Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to A Girl's Guide to Life, the podcast where we talk about the real and raw parts of going through life as a woman. We go from the good to the bad and straight up ugly. We don't hold anything back here. On today's episode of A Girl's Guide to Life, we are going to be talking about something that I think a lot of women go through on a day-to-day basis, but we don't talk about it. So today's topic is going to be about body dysmorphia. If you are unaware of what body dysmorphia is, it is a mental illness involving obsessive focus on a perceived flaw in appearance. So just to kind of piggyback on that and not to use the exact definition, but I truly believe that body dysmorphia is just kind of seeing all of your flaws or thinking that parts of you needs to look different or be different um, in order to meet society's standards. So a big reason why I wanted to talk about this topic in particular today is because social media is at an all-time high. So there are so many different platforms today, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Clubhouse, Pinterest. I mean, the list goes on and on for social media platforms that are, you know, up in the rise right now. So with all of these platforms um, and a lot of us, you know, stuck to our phone pretty much all day, every day. And if you're not on your phone, then the second you get some free time, you're on your phone. Um, It can really play a big role factor in your life and just kind of the way that you see yourself, how you see your life, how you just kind of get this idea of what your life is supposed to look like. So for those of you guys who are on Instagram and are on Facebook, um, one of the biggest things that I firstly want to talk about is that when it comes to these social media platforms, I think that the biggest misconception that a lot of us have when we are going on these platforms is that we see all of these posts and we see all these stories that people um, are posting about themselves and so we ultimately get this idea that their life is perfect or they look perfect or you know what whatever that may be and so in this perception that we have of these other people we start to lose perception of ourselves and what we really should be doing or looking like uh, in our own lives because of what we see on social media. So one of the first things that I want to talk about is that when it comes to social media, nobody posts the real life stuff on social media. Um, I mean, I can't say nobody. There are some people that really make it a point to kind of give you the real and the raw of their lives. But for the most part, like people are not going to show you when they're struggling. They're not going to show you when they're broke. They're not going to show you, you know, when what they look like without makeup on. They're not going to show you, you know, them eating cereal for dinner for two weeks. You know, like they're not going to show you these things on social media because why would you want to broadcast the bad parts of your life, right? It's just kind of like, you know, you and your day-to-day. You don't want to tell people that you're going through things, right? Because people will judge you. It makes you feel bad. That's not where you want to be in life. I mean, there's so many different reasons of why we don't talk about those things. And so when we get on social media, I mean, everybody else is doing the same thing, right? They're not talking about the bad things that are going on in their lives. And so... I think the big misconception or the big 
picture that we are all kind of missing when we are going onto these platforms is not realizing that there is so much more to the story than what we see face front, right? So when it comes to social media um, and one of the platforms that I'm going to talk about in particular is Instagram, just because Instagram is so big these days, especially for the age group that I am in. Um, I would say that if you're really anywhere from like 15 to 30, maybe even maybe even 40. I mean, I know that there's some moms and stuff out there that are on social media and on Instagram. Um, I think that Instagram is just a huge platform, and I think it's one of the biggest reasons that body dysmorphia is a huge problem these days for women. So we all know that growing up, we've all had the struggles of just going through, you know, the regular body changes, the, you know, who to like, who to be friends with, what to wear to school, getting picked on for, you know, for not having the new stuff or not, you know, having what's most popular. And then now on top of it, we have all of these, you know, influencers on Instagram that are kind of telling you, you know, what you're supposed to have in life or where you're supposed to be in life. And that can be so much more of a challenge than already everything that we've, you know, what I think was normal growing up, you know, as, as just a kid, you know, but now you have so much more to look at and you can see so much more when it comes to people's lives on social media that it just like, I think it can really hurt feelings it can really you know start to change this idea of what your life is supposed to look like because you see all of these people on Instagram you know with their lives looking perfect so for an example um I mean I'm on Instagram I follow big pages I follow these influencers so I know firsthand that you know some of the big people that I follow are going to be you know Kylie Jenner um Saweetie uh Christina Johnson I mean there's just some of these really big influencers out there who look perfect all the time I mean it 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 is what it is. Like there is not a bad thing that's really ever posted about them. And if it is, I mean, it's, it's very rare. It doesn't last for very long. I mean, usually, and it's some type of type of publicity stunt on their behalf. Right. And so you see all of this, this perfect life, right? You see all of this money, these cars, um, these vacations, these trips, which I mean, is all great and all. Um, but I think that it starts to really make people kind of discredit where they are in their lives because they see all these influencers with all of these things. Um, so for instance, like Kylie Jenner, I think she's like 24 or 25. That's how old I am. That's the age age range that I am in. Um, but I don't have what she has, you know, I'm not a, a multi-billionaire, I wasn't born into this, you know, billionaire family, like, there, there's just so much that's so different, right, and so for me to look at myself of, like, why am I not where she is, you know, I mean, this is obviously very drastic, I mean, we all kind of know the backstory of her life and all of that, but, I mean, it's just using her as an example because there are 24 and 25 year olds who are making a lot of money and who are big on social media um, and all of that and so it can be very easy to look at somebody's life like that on Instagram and think that okay my life should look like that or why isn't my life like that Um, and then just to kind of really go into this side of body dysmorphia is that also when it comes to looking at your life not being where theirs are. Um, I think when it comes to women, one of the biggest things right now that is a huge struggle is 
seeing all of these perfect bodies on Instagram and thinking that your body is not perfect just the way that it is. So right now you are seeing a lot of women who have, you know, big butts or super tiny waists um, or very thin legs or, um, you know, big boobs or really long hair or whichever it is. There's just all of this perception that is going on on Instagram that that is what a woman's body is supposed to look like. Um, I know that I struggle with this sometimes that when my hair is not looking good or my hair is not long or um, I start to see you know my tummy I look down and I see my tummy and I think that okay well I can't look like she does in a picture in a bathing suit so I'm not even going to take the photo, right? Or I'm not going to feel confident to even think about taking a photo because I don't look like that. So for me personally, growing up, I have always had bigger thighs, bigger calves, and bigger arms um, for my size and height. So that has always been something that I have struggled with. And so when it comes to looking at all of these Instagram models, I mean, everybody for the most part like looks proportioned I want to say like they have thin arms or they have um you know small calves or whichever and I'm obviously pointing out these things because these are my own personal insecurities um but it's really easy to use my insecurities when looking at all of these Instagram models and think like I want what they have instead of accepting what I have and that what I have is unique to me um I can look at them and you know, I instantly want that, right? So for those of you guys who don't know, I do run a clothing business. And so I take a majority of my photos myself. And I can say that I've been guilty of, you know, going on to Photoshop or using Facetune and stuff like that to kind of make my body proportions look how I think that they should be viewed on Instagram or how I see other girls on Instagram because that's how other girls are going to see me. And I think that is definitely a form of body dysmorphia. I think that by me looking at my body and thinking that it needs to look like something else, I think is just not fair to me. And it's something that is a huge struggle of, of mine. Um, and so I know that there's other women that go out there and when I'm saying like, my body shouldn't, you know, should look a different way. I mean, obviously there are things that you can do to, you know, make your body look different when it comes to, you know, working out or, you know, eating differently and stuff like that. But for the most part, I mean, there's a good parts of your body that's like not going to change. Like I can't change the fact that I have a longer torso. Like that is never going to change, right? I can't change my shoe size. Like that is never going to change. I can't change how big my ears are, right? Like that's never going to change. And I think that those are just some things that we really need to think about is that you know, my body is unique to who I am. Like I don't look like anybody else and that should be a blessing in itself. And that should be something that I need to take more pride in is that I am my own unique being. But when it comes to getting on Instagram and looking at my phone, I mean, I know that I follow Instagram pages of these girls who are, you know, they're fashion trendy, you know, they're, um, they work out, they have nice bodies, they're very confident, right? Like those are just the type of women that I follow on Instagram. And so it's really easy to want to see myself as if I looked like them, right? I think, I don't know for all of you guys who are my age, if you guys were on Tumblr or if you're on Pinterest, um, but that's kind of like 
for me where this whole thing started was looking at them on there but I think that we have gone so much further than just like a pretty picture or being able to be yourselves to where everybody on Instagram is trying to be somebody that they're not or they're trying to look like somebody that they're not I can tell you that a majority of the time when I'm posting photos on Instagram like that is not something that I necessarily want to go out and just show some of my you know, my close family members or people that I work with, or I can even say that I'm 100% confident in the post, in the pictures that I post. And that's a fault on my, on, on me. Right. Um, but that is, I think a, a form or a sign that just shows where my body dysmorphia and myself has played a huge part because now am I not only posting who I truly am, but I am going out of my way to try to be like somebody else, which is, not something that I should be doing. And so I really wanted to get on here and talk today. Yes, I'm being vulnerable and I'm telling you guys about my insecurities, but I hope that you guys will, you know, hear my insecurities and kind of take it of a point of, you know, maybe you're in the same boat or maybe, you know, you do this too. Um, just so that you know, I hope that women know that they're not alone when they're going through this. Um, I do think that a part of it is normal for you to, you know, want something that you don't have. Like, I do think it is very normal. Um, or to not like things about yourself, I think is very normal as well. I mean, I can't, I can't say that I always look perfect. I can't say that everything is always how I want it to be. Um, but I do think that I have so much more to offer than I give myself credit for. And I really think that the confidence that I don't have in myself is something that I would love to have. And it's something that I'm working on on a daily basis in order to, you know, get rid of this body dysmorphia. And I don't know if it's ever going to go away. I don't know if I'm ever going to look at myself and just fully think every single day, like you are beautiful, you are unique, you are, you know, who you are supposed to be. Like, I really hope that one day, like that is just the confidence that I have from the moment I wake up in the morning to the time I go to bed. Um, I know that it's not realistic, but it's something that I can do, you know, more often. It's something that I do need to practice more often. And instead of getting on my phone and kind of looking at these girls of like, wow, they look perfect. Like I need to go and spend more time looking at myself and saying, you know, I'm perfect. Um, if there are things that, you know, I want to change, then I need to take those steps in order to change those parts about myself, right? And I'm just like, if I want my hair blonde, like, go change your hair blonde, girl. Like, go do that, right? Um, if you want a flatter stomach or you want, you know, this different idea, idea of what, like, your stomach looks like, like, there are ways of working out that you can do that. Um, not saying that you can't go get plastic surgery. Like, if you want um, lip injections, like, girl, go get lip injections, right? Like, go do those things, but don't just, you know, sit in front of this mirror and talk so badly about yourself, especially when it's things that you can change, you know, and let's say you don't want to go do those things. Okay, well then it's time to accept your body for the way that it is because it is unique. It is beautiful. Um, Like I think the woman's body is beautiful and it is a miracle to be in because we are freaking powerful. And when you think about it, this world would be nothing without women. Like there's just so much that it comes to what it takes to be a woman that I think that everything that we have, like all of our scars, all of our battle wounds, everything is just so beautiful because of who we are and 
how we live in this world. So if you are somebody who struggles with body dysmorphia, um, I guess some tips that I would have is honestly like standing in front of a mirror and telling yourself you are freaking beautiful. You know, I am beautiful. I love the body that I am. My body is unique to me. I don't look like anybody else. I mean, honestly, telling yourself those things will truly make you feel better. Um, it may sound silly. Um, you may feel silly when you're doing it, but I promise you, you will feel so much better. You know, put on that skirt that you feel weird in, you know, wear those shorts, put on that bikini, you know, ultimately just do those things because you are beautiful and you deserve to wear the things that you want to wear regardless of what you think your body looks like wear the damn outfit girl and then my last tip is just going to be if you can spend some time kind of getting away from social media i think that's very important um whether you know that's a whole day here and there maybe you you can't go a whole day i get it maybe it's a couple hours that you fully tell yourself you know i'm not getting on social media if you need to delete the app for a couple hours do so um go spend some time outside i really think that you know social media is very important i think that it can kind of help develop kind of who people are. Um, I think for businesses, it's great. Like I do see the benefits of it, but I do think that there's a unhealthy amount of time that people do spend on Instagram and Facebook and Pinterest and all of that stuff. So take some time to, you know, spend with yourself, whether, you know, that's going for a walk, that's doing some self self-care that's reading a book that's going shopping whatever that may be um take that time to get off of your phone and kind of spend that time with yourself getting to know yourself loving yourself because i truly believe that that will help with this body dysmorphia um but yeah, so thank you guys for listening in on this topic today. Um, like I said, I did get very vulnerable. I did open up about my insecurities today uh, just so that I can show you guys that you are not alone. Thank you guys, and I will talk to you on our next episode. Welcome to episode two of A Girl's Guide to Life. So today I'm going to be talking about the truth about failure. So the biggest reason why I want to talk about this today is because I feel like I'm at that point in my life where I am just trying a bunch of different things to kind of figure out who I am. So I'm just going to give you guys a little bit of background on me um, and kind of how I have felt over the last several years. So I don't know about you guys, but um, I kind of had a, a rough childhood and so... I, yes, had hobbies. I played sports growing up, but I also started working really young. So I think I was 16 when I got my first job. And like the second I started working, it was like, okay, work, 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 work. Um, I worked and I like hung out with my friends and that was it. I didn't really like have a bunch of hobbies. I didn't really spend any time doing anything but those two things. And so as I got older, I mean, obviously, you're not playing school sports, um, you're not doing those type of things. And I instantly realized that I was like, who the heck am I? Am I, you know, who am I outside of work? Who am I hanging out of out with my friends? Like, who am I just in general? And so over the last couple of years, I've really like, spent a lot of time just kind of figuring out what I like to do and you know who I am as a person and I know that kind of sounds silly because obviously you're supposed to know who you are right and what you like but for me it hasn't been that easy so I 
have spent a lot of time kind of going back and forth of trying a lot of new things, um, going on, you know, new adventures, uh, hanging out with new people just to kind of figure out who I am. And I know that that really sounds silly, but it's, it's the truth. Um, I've spent a lot of time over the last couple of years kind of taking on new hobbies, um, to just kind of figure out what I like to do. And I'm at this point now where I've started a couple of businesses. I've started new journeys. Um, and I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, a lot of this, these new journeys and these new ideas and stuff, um, haven't gone as planned. A lot of these hobbies and a lot of these things that I've done just haven't worked out. And the big reason why I want to talk about failure today is because it's a huge part of life. And I think that we don't really talk about failure, um, especially with social media and just like the way that things are. Like people just don't talk about the bad things that happen in life um, or what's considered bad um, or anything that just doesn't look you know, great or like perfection or anything like that. And so that's kind of why I wanted to talk about just failure in general, um, because it's a huge part of life. It's a huge part of success. It's just a huge part of, I think, everybody's lives that we just don't talk about. And so today I wanted to talk about it um, and just kind of go through some of the things that I've gone through, some of the feelings that I've had um, and why I'm not scared to fail anymore. Um, so just to kind of get started, um, for those of you guys who don't know me, over the last couple years, I have started a business. Um, I've started to take on a couple new hobbies, um, and I'm going to be honest with you, I am still taking on new hobbies. I'm still trying new things. Uh, yes, that is partially because I'm still young and I you know, haven't been out there in life as much as I would have liked to, um, but I'm still learning who I am. Um, I'm 25, I'm almost 25 years old and I still don't feel like I know exactly who I am or what I like to do. And so for me, starting my business kind of had gone through a couple different stages of, okay, you know, it completely started different from where it is today. Um, and I'm, you know, contemplating not even doing that anymore. And I think the biggest thing for me is like right now I'm at this point where, you know, it's not looking necessarily like, you know, a failure to me. Let's say if I do stop this business that I have going um, because I'm still trying to figure out who I am. And so I think for a lot of people, when it comes to failure, it stops them from even starting something. Um, and so like right now, I've already started, I've been through. And so for me to think about stopping something doesn't necessarily look like a failure. Um, most recently, I started this podcast and for a really long time, I, I've i been contemplating starting a podcast, but I never did it because I didn't think that anybody was going to listen to it. Um, I didn't think that anybody really cared what I had to say. I just didn't really see the point of me starting a podcast. And so I... I just didn't do it um, based off of what other people would think of me doing it. And that was, I mean, several years ago, I'll be honest with you guys. Like I bought a microphone. I looked into all the software, all that stuff several years ago before this even was a, you know, a real thing. And I didn't do it because of those reasons. And so I think that the fear of failure is ultimately what stopped me. You know, the fear of, you know, not having anybody like me or, 
not, you know, being something. And I think that I'm finally at this point of like, okay, I have decided to start a few things that make me uncomfortable. And so fear just doesn't seem like such a big deal anymore. And so I really wanted to come on here and talk about that because I know that a lot of people still go through this. I know that a lot of people still face, you know, fear in the face. And it's a very uncomfortable thing to go through.